0: Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And you know it must be the holidays because we have been gifted with the presence of the one, the Whaleman, Kyle Budznowski. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? I'm good, Rob. How are you? I am living the dream, buddy. I am ready to go. We have a loaded show for you guys today. Uh, We're filming this the day after Christmas, so hopefully you guys had a great Christmas. Have a happy holiday, happy new year, all that good stuff. Um, got a lot of stuff to go over today, guys, though. We've got NBA talk, right? We always do it, it's our tradition, right? Uh, Post Christmas break. Um, I know with the COVID stuff, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit different, but uh, we're still going to kind of take a, a look in at the NBA landscape. Obviously, we'll be talking Pistons. We're going to be talking about, you know, the playoff race um, and all that good stuff. We're also going to be talking WWE's day one pay-per-view that's going to be happening New Year's Day, um, giving our thoughts and our predictions on that show. And then we're going to end today's show with a banger for sure. We're going to be talking the college football playoff once again, reviewing, previewing these matchups to give our final predictions as we go into new year's eve uh this upcoming week obviously big 10 champs the michigan wolverines playing against the sec champ or the sec runner-up i should say uh georgia bulldogs and the sec champions the alabama crimson tide versus the cincinnati bearcats who won the uh, abc conference so um let's just jump right in here guys uh you know the nba season were you know a third more than a third i guess of the way through um, I, let's start, let's talk Pistons first, because I think that'll be the shorter start to this show though, <laughs> that we needed to be, um, worst record in the NBA, not really that close five games in Mike, you know, you I think were a little bit more level headed than I was. I think I was definitely on the Kate Cunningham is going to make my dreams come true. Um, and not that he hasn't played bad <clears throat> or that he hasn't played well, I should say, but this team it's it's been a rough go for Mm -hmm. this team right and notwithstanding with the COVID stuff and everything else they're not a very good basketball team talk to me about what is going wrong with this team is it a coach Casey thing I feel like at this point if they don't somehow turn this around a little bit I think his seat's gonna get hotter um, if this continues this trend is it just the team makeup? Is are we devoid of talent? Is the ideology behind the makeup of this team wrong? What is going on? Because I feel like they're still in that process of learning how to win, but I don't feel like we're necessarily taking steps forward either. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I would to to the point of the highest degree of what's wrong with this team. Mm-hmm. I, I I attribute it to the um, the makeup of the team. Yeah. I don't think that having five necessarily three and d guys mm-hmm. is necessarily the way to win anymore yeah. in the nba um you definitely could have won like that back when they won a championship back in 2004 yeah um but now you look at guys like like teams like the warriors the uh the Suns, the nets bucks and all these teams and you go all these guys have at least two or three very elite shooters with guys who are three and d guys yeah. you look at the pistons you go killian can't really shoot Cade's getting a shot, but it's not always there. It's very Mm hit-or-miss. Shadiq Bey, you thought, was going to be one of those guys that could hit those shots. And he's had, outside of the last four games, has been pretty atrocious all year. Jeremy Grant's— Sophomore
0: slump is hard for him. Hard for him. Hard
1: for him him and Isaiah Stewart, relatively. And Jeremy Grant has been hit-or-miss just in the lineup due to— Inefficient, and he's been hurt. Yeah, so— But, like, none of these guys are guys that you can just go— I need a three or I need you to get a mm-hmm. shot and them make their shot yet. Yeah. So um, I think it's fundamentally the team makeup. Yeah. And I think we put a lot of emphasis on guys like Killian and Shadiq, what they did last year and be like, yes. oh, if they just take, you know, another the step, step up, we're fine up. Yeah. But we didn't think about, but what if they stay the same or, or even a get a little yeah. less, yeah. what would happen then? And now we're seeing that fruit of – Mm-hmm. Killing can't. Killing hasn't gotten any better really. No. Um. Since last year, Shadik, I would say at best is probably the same. Yeah. If you take the totality. Yeah. I, I would say the first. That. Yep. Twenty games of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he he uh, he got worse. But now these last five six yep. games, I think he's kind of gotten back on track a little bit. Mm-hmm. Still not playing very well. And Isaiah Stewart, I think is is so limited in what he can give you, at least on the offensive end. Right. That's kind of tough to have him out there sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think looking at this in totality, right, and the three-headed monster that they had coming in, right, Killian, Shadik, and Isaiah Stewart, I think they played above what we were expecting last year. So going into this season, we're like, oh, man, we had, you know, two all-NBA first-team rookies. Um, you know, Killian was hurt with the hips, so you didn't get to see that fully. And now you're bringing Kate in. Um it definitely fooled me, for sure. You know, when you look at this team and you look at the makeup of the team and you go, all right, and I and I still do feel this. You have a lot of young pieces, and I do feel like they're learning how to play. I think Shadiq trying to incorporate a mid-range game, trying to be more aggressive, going to the basket, I think has hurt his efficiency offensively a little bit because I think, and, and I think to his credit, he's like, I can't just sit on the edge and wait for the ball all the time. I'm too big, I'm too fast. I gotta be able to attack the basket. Um, I think another big thing is Some of these guys that I think played out of their depth last year, the Frank Jacksons of the world, are real you know, Josh Jackson, Diallo, whoever the guys are, you don't have anybody that is a game changer right now. Mm -hmm. Anybody coming, especially coming off your bench or any sort of real depth that you can go and say, Hey, you know, this is this is how we're gonna win basketball games, you know, if somebody gets into foul trouble or something like that. Like Cade is already your best basketball player, and it's not really close. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And
1: I think – and I'm getting very worried because I've said this to start the year. This is where I think the team's going, Mm -hmm. and it's not the direction I like it to go, Mm -hmm. but I think it's where it's going to end up going is I think Cade is going to become your Luka Doncic. Yeah. And it's going to be very – cade reliance yes on because we see it with dallas all the time because i watch now, a lot of dallas, 500 but, right and now. they're 500 yeah. right now but it's if luca plays well mm-hmm. you're probably going to win yep. and when he has seven turnovers and he plays bad they're going to yep. lose mm-hmm. and i think i think you're very close to just moving Kade to the point guard yep. letting him run the team but then it's all right if you go two for 12 from three and you're taking bad shots and you're not playing well this team's going to suffer really bad but if yeah. you're playing really really well you put yourself in a good chance to win. Right. But it's very scary when you get into that because um, it's going to be hard. It's going to take a lot of time to develop into a guy who can consistently get you into those spots to win. Yeah, Like, like it took LeBron five, six years to finally get into that role in Cleveland his, yeah. his first sure. couple of years yeah. to be like, cause that was his, that was his thing yeah. was every, everything revolves around him. But it took him three or four years before it was like, okay, like, we can oh. finally start progressing and yeah. start really winning and I don't know if I want to sit here with this team and guys yeah. like Shadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, and all these guys and wait five years before you can start getting I, that point. I think a
0: little bit too of it is it is it's one of those things where it's like they're so young and they've got so many 20-year-olds trying to play critical positions for them, mm-hmm. right, in spots and games where I feel like sometimes the moment just yeah. kind of overtakes them. And Jeremy Grant last year I felt like was kind of a balancing presence for them where it's like, you know what? let's do, let's 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 kick it to the veteran let him make that shot right mm-hmm. like let's put it on him to do that um now with him being hurt you know you bring in Olinic he gets he gets down so you're you're missing some strong veteran presence there to kind of be like let's steady the ship a little bit right now grant's offensive efficiency hasn't been great speaking of him um you know, the the rumor now is basically they're full in on, okay, yeah, we could probably trade him. Now, we kind of anticipated this a little bit. He only signed a three-year deal. Mm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He signed a three-year deal with them. He's, next year's the last year of his contract. The odds of him staying long-term, probably not very high, just based on where they're at in the rebuild. Uh, Kyle, I want to ask you this, right? First off, what are the odds you think that Jeremy Grant does get traded, knowing right now he is a little bit banged up, he isn't in the lineup? Um Clearly, they're going to be sellers, you know, for, I guess, what people have. He's really the only piece that I think anybody would really want right now to help a championship team. And what's a good spot for Jeremy Grant if he does get traded? And what would you like to see come back in a trade, right? Like, give me a trade package that you would be okay with, right? So I'm gonna. that basically means take the Lakers off the table because the Lakers mm-hmm. have nothing to trade anybody.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... Regarding Jeremy Grant, I mean, I've watched a totality of zero Pistons games this year. I've okay. really had no reason, yeah, let- so I don't know the real trade value. I don't know the real trade value of uh, Jeremy Grant, but it I feel a lot of credibility to this. Yeah, show. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've just been, <laughs> He's uh, you here know, for Michigan, yeah, no, <laughs> I've been. I, there's been a lot going on with this Michigan stuff. They're actually yeah. winning game, but anyway. But I think he will get traded. I don't. I. I. I see this as them going younger. I mean, they're. Not, as far as what they're gonna get, no, no clue. Yeah. No, yeah, no clue. That's something that Mike would probably know.
0: Well, but- let's, let's frame let's frame it a little bit, right? Because you know he's got he's got a year and a half left on his deal. He's making roughly twenty million dollars a year, right? Which is not atrocious by any stretch of the imagination. Right? I think he's in a three year, sixty million dollar deal, roughly. Um, so, looking at this, right? Is there a team, you know? you know, that needs that vet, not necessarily a veteran presence like the Pistons need, but is there a team that you think, okay, you immediately, even if he's maybe not even a starter comes in off the bench and gives you kind of what he did in Denver, right? Which is good quality minutes. He's a good scorer, plays solid defense. He doesn't do anything. I don't think he does anything overly fantastic, but I think he's a very above average NBA player. Is there a team in your mind that you think, okay, he would fit well in that, in that role, maybe?
2: Um, yeah, Michael. <laughs> 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 Mike's like, just give it, just give, give me the mic, just give just me the, give it the it
1: mic. I got you. Um, so I gotta look up the cap situation here, but yeah, because um, this team's already been mentioned once on here. I think I think Dallas could use, or the Dallas Mavericks could use him. and I think, and so I, think much, I think yeah. a trade package, which is why I'm looking at Dallas. Yeah. I gotta see if this, I'm gonna say it, and everyone goes, oh, that's stupid because yeah. the money wouldn't work. Yeah. I think trading a guy like. Uh and it would work. Okay. Dorian Vinny Smith. Okay. Because it's a very obscure name. Yeah. But he's a he he's a very similar type player to Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Um, he is um twenty-eight years old. He's been five years in the league, so he's about the same as him, yeah. but they're paying him a lot less money. And this is last year on Dorian uh Smith's deal. Yeah. So I think if the Pistons wanted to try to send him and maybe like a Second round pick, or, yeah. or maybe a Frank Jackson or something, mm-hmm. if the, to make the money work, or however it would have to work. Yeah, um, get Dorian Finney-Smith back, and then you can just wait out this year, and then he goes off the books and everything. You do get do, a nice do you clean. Think picks need to be that. attached to Dorian, Pro- probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably I have to yeah. trade, give up. For a late, yeah. like a ten years later, first round pick or whatever, because the NBA is like here's a 2029 20, first round pick for this yeah, guy, exactly. or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, cool, I'll yeah, go. we don't care. But, um, but yeah, I think I mean you have to trade some picks, but someone like that, or if and you you can always throw in a couple, yeah. other guys in there. But I think Dallas would be a great spot for mm-hmm. him yeah. because I think having Luka and Porzingis, having that third guy there, yeah, because with like Tim Hardaway, I think you could have a really good starting lineup there, mm-hmm. and a lineup that without Luka. I think you can at least survive. Yeah, you got enough. Offense, you got enough, enough yeah. offense. I mean, you got everybody there. averaging
0: twenty points a game. You know, that's kind of where you need to be. um Yeah, I, I mean, for them, I think the Pistons is going to be okay. What you know, what assets can we get? Is it expiring contracts? Is it, um, is it picks? Right. It, I think they're going to be in a very similar situation they were when, um, you know, when this kind of started. Where it's okay, we have some flexibility to take on a bad contract, but basically being told to buy picks at this point right and i think if they're going to leverage jeremy grant i think that's got to be the first priority is getting picks you know you know doing something to where you go okay we've got enough ammunition to go get guys that we need blah 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 blah, blah. Mm -hmm. do you think that at this point in time right like do you think that if the pistons had somebody and i'm going to bring up a name like ben simmons because somebody who is a once again veteran guy played at a high level i know he can't shoot but like defensively he's very good right mm-hmm. and having another i guess the best way to say is a star right do you think that would help them and the reason why i'm asking this is not necessarily for this trade like not for the trade season but maybe for this upcoming free agency where they're going to have a lot of cap space they're going to have a lot of flexibility to do a lot of there especially if they get rid of jeremy grant do you think that they would be putting themselves in position to go sign a guy? You know, like we're hearing rumors that, you know, we're going to talk about the Lakers here in a second in Westbrook. But I, I have a feeling there's going to be some pretty big fish out there that the Pistons could potentially be in on. Do you think that that would help kind of jumpstart this a little bit more? Not just from like a, OK, well, yeah, clearly he's going to put up 15, 18, 25 points a game, but more from a, team chemistry perspective is okay we have a legitimate stud that we can that kate Mm -hmm. can defer to in moments right Mm -hmm. or or do you think that they're still so far away from that that we really just need to be focused more on developing the talent you have in these core i'm gonna say the core four right now shadiq stewart um you know Cade, and uh What's his, What's his name? Can I say for Killian? Killian, thank you. Good lord, um, you know that's why you think of him last. No, know, knowing and obviously you know with Luca Garza coming in, right? You've got uh, Isaiah Livers, too that you haven't really got to see anything out of. Right, Saban Lee, you've got a lot of pieces of, of players that I you can be excited about. It's just figuring out this chemistry, and I, I feel like something, some sort of like a a legitimate guy for them. Yeah, not a Kelly Olenek guy, but like a guy would really help, kind of like. Settle the waters almost. And yeah, like Ben Simmons maybe a bad example yeah. of that, but like just somebody, right? And if you say Jimmy Butler, I'm gonna go, yes, I agree with you. But, uh, I'm you just on, I mean? I'm just on that train.
1: Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I don't necessarily like like I said, I don't think Ben Simmons is necessarily that guy, but oh, I yeah. do agree with the sentiment of yes. having that kind of bigger name guy, which yeah. is why we will bring up to the end of time until it never happens yeah. that I think Jimmy Butler would be the perfect name value guy yeah, for that role because yeah. he's a leader yeah. and he can, he can do it by himself, yeah. but also lets other people work. Cause he does it in Miami all the time. He's like, if I need a bucket, I'll go get it for you. Mm-hmm. But also Duncan Robinson, go make this three or this guy or yeah. bam, go, go, yeah. go inside or whatever. So I think Jim, like a guy like a Jimmy Butler or like, See, it's hard to find those like mid range guys there. Yeah. That's why that's always the first one that comes to me. Yeah. But like those kind of names are very important yeah. to to try to grab in either this offseason or like I think yeah. that was are we at that twenty twenty two off season where like Nineteen of the top like twenty five guys are in free agency. Or I is that the know. year after?
0: I don't know. Let me look here. I'll I'll do some research here. Because uh, there's that
1: one free agent class that's coming up that's like ginormous. I forgot if it's this year or the next year though. Yeah, Cause... NBA free agents
0: in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that, I mean you're gonna have John Wall, James Harden, Russ Brook, Bradley Beale, Kyrie, Gary Gara, Zach Levine. Yeah, all in twenty twenty. Yeah,
1: like oh that's another like a Bradley buell I feel like oh, could yeah. also be yeah, one of those I... guys too. Where if you were able to pull him yeah. and you could pull him with Cade and she, like all those guys, mm-hmm. I think he'd be another great name value to have here too yeah absolutely um i I totally so um yeah i don't i I wouldn't say ben simmons is necessarily the guy i would want yeah uh but i do see the value in having that elite guy here yeah
0: yeah for sure no i am totally in agreement with you let's shift focus a little bit here um and just kind of talk about the landscape of the nba kind of as a whole because that's tough tough yeah, for sure. Yeah, in 2023, by the way, would be the LeBron James, James Harden. Yeah, okay, so that's that are, one. That's the big but, name ones. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how many
1: of those guys leave where they're yeah, at, but yeah, you, know,
0: you got the D'Angelo Russells, Andrew Wiggins, Kristaps, Kyrie's a free agent again. Apparently, I don't know how that works out, but you know, no one signed he, him in he's, 2022. He's but... a, he's a, he's always a free agent, <laughs> yeah, right. um But let's talk about some of these other teams that are kind of in the mix here. I, let's just start off. Let's just start with Lakers because it's the lowest hanging fruit possible, and just like every other sports entity we're just going to talk about lebron james and them right there i believe there's still are they still six in the west they're right are seven are seven in the west all right
1: yeah they lost um, lost, to, lost to brooklyn yesterday
0: yikes Alrighty then but you know they like came back just to not come back <laughs> yeah. yeah seventh in the west seventh in the west right now they've lost five straight uh the current rankings right Warriors, Suns, jazz grizzlies clips nuggets lakers mavs timberwolves in that nine spot um, but speaking of the Lakers, right, and the reason why I bring them up, not just because you know there, it's wherever LeBron James goes, the NBA goes, but the, the, there's already talk of the Westbrook experiment not working, right? And you've seen it now. You see it on Bleach Report. You see it on ESPN. The rumors, the potential trade packages. Lakers are in cap hell right now, so they're gonna have. If they do something, it's gonna have to be crazy mm-hmm. monetarily, right? So let's let's take that out of it for a second. But in your opinion. You know, and this is to both you guys. You guys watch more Lakers games than I do, for obvious reasons. Um, Kyle, notwithstanding, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you in anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on this Lakers team so far? Because you know, we, we make fun of them in the, in the off season, right? Where it's like, okay, they're the geriatric Lakers, right? Everyone's yeah. 39 and above. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, but you know, they're still they're still a very good basketball team. You mm-hmm. know, and Westbrook now coming over. I don't want to say it hasn't worked. I don't think you can necessarily say it has or hasn't. You're too early into this process to say that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are your thoughts on the Lakers kind of being like, Ugh, like this really isn't working because we've seen flashes where it's like oh lebron ad and and westbrook they had 98 points for the team and they mm. scored 130 and you mm. go that's the recipe to win basketball games for them but it hasn't happened consistently thoughts on this marriage and the the thought that that potentially westbrook could be out of here in short order yeah uh i don't think he'll be out of here in
1: short order more okay. or less to the point that i don't think they could find anyone that wants him. him. Yeah. The and the contract, like, contract is just trying to, like yes. all of that stuff, I don't yep. think is a way to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to
0: say, there's probably no chance they get rid of him anyway. Okay. Um, so do you think it's work? Do you think it is working? Do you think that they can, they're going to be able to figure it out at playoff I, time? I, Knowing what LeBron does in the playoffs. Yeah. But he's, he's 38. Yeah. See, the, the tough <laughs> part to me
1: is I think it's working to a different extent that everyone thinks it's not working to. Okay. And it's, you brought in Russell Westbrook. So because you know LeBron's not going to play more than 70 games this year and Anthony Davis gets hurt at least 7 times every year. Yeah, he's so, had a disappointment this year too. Yeah, the one thing that you can rely on on the Lakers team They're is that under Russell 500 right now by the yeah, way. Wow. The one that you can rely on is that Russell Westbrook will be there mm-hmm. and at least give you a chance to win. Yeah. And that's, and that's what they've been doing. Now, they've not been able to win some of these close games. Like mm-hmm. uh, They've blown a couple of leaves to OKC. Yeah. They lost yesterday by like five to Brooklyn or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. But having Russell Westbrook there gives you at least the opportunity to be in these games mm-hmm. because there was that point earlier in the season where LeBron missed like 10 games yeah. due to his injury yeah. or what yeah. uh, yeah. COVID slash injury yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now, yeah. Anthony Davis is going to miss like two or three months with his injury. So the one constant that you oh, do yeah. have – is mm-hmm. Russell Wexbrook will play 80 games this year yep. and he will always be around the starting lineup yeah. of all these games. Mm-hmm. So and it keeps you afloat. Yeah, so it keeps you afloat because all you need to do is get to... Even if you're not in the top six, yeah. make sure you're in that 7 through 10 range. Yeah, Because yeah. if you're in that range and you win that play-in
0: game, mm-hmm. then you're in the dance. Yeah. And, and then, then it, it doesn't matter. matter. Then yeah.
1: then it's, okay, now who you match up with and who right. you who you play at that point. Looking
0: at this team right now, and, and I, I like to single them out it's, we're not going to have a, a very long amount of time to talk about LeBron James it's just it's it's coming to an end it's just, yeah. the, rea- it's just the reality of it right now then we, then we, then we, then we're moving on to KD after I think that, we so. do I think we do a nice job of maintaining some sort of balance where we're not skip Bayless and we just every time LeBron sneezes he goes I can't believe he sneezed like that that's ridiculous yeah. but because every year the Lakers are the presumed favorites right because yeah. that's where LeBron is right now right mm-hmm. it's like okay well you know how does LeBron get to the finals again Right now, the way it's looking at the season end of today, the they'd be playing the Suns, right? And, you know, you got the Warriors, you got the Jazz and you got the Grizzlies, you know, Grizzlies. I'm going to kind of lop off here, but like the top three teams, Warriors, Suns, Jazz. As it stands right now, how do the Lakers match up with some of these teams? Like Golden State's having a resurgence. Clay is on the precipice of coming back. He's playing G League games right now. Wiseman's about to come back as well. So they're going to be getting some pieces back. I know taking the injuries out of it though for a second, how does how do the Lakers and a thirty-eight year old LeBron James match up with some of these teams at the top of the West? Can they get there? And what is kind of the recipe? You know, because right now is a time for reevaluation, right? Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of a low here. COVID is kind of giving you some time. Um, they're going to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, that's a whole other topic for another mm-hmm. day. But. Assuming they make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be in the top four. I just don't. I just don't think no. that they're going to be there. I don't think it, it's just not his way anymore. Mm. Um, how do they match up with the top of the conference, though? Because I think it's going to be very difficult. We saw it last year against the Suns, and that magic run, it ain't stopping. You know, no. They've got that short window that they've got to leverage. You know, Warriors are back. Jazz are playing well. I, I don't really know how. I think it's going to be a very tough road for them to get back. Yeah. It's going to have to be every game. Yeah. He's going to have to have 25, 28 points.
1: Yeah, no, so the Jazz mm-hmm. don't scare me at all. <clears throat> okay. Like, at all. Yeah. They're, they're the, <clears throat> if you want to make the NFL equivalent, they're that one fifteen 15 2 NFL top yeah. seed team that loses in the divisional round. Like I, they're, Green they're, Bay Packers. No. <laughs> no, more like Arizona Cardinals, actually. Yeah. but. Um, just in general, they're always that team that like they're, yeah. they always have a great regular season, mm-hmm. and then they play Denver a good, a or good
0: series, and they come up in game, seven and then and they yeah, lose, <laughs> they lose lose the
1: Clippers in the in a game seven or something. Or, That's just yep. what happens to them. So yep. I'm not worried about Utah at all. Okay. Um, Phoenix, I think it can be competitive because last year when Anthony Davis and LeBron James were healthy for like a game and a half, yeah, they, they were hard. they were there just mocking them and joking around and like yeah. having a good time. Then Anthony Davis got hurt, then yeah. LeBron. It was being half LeBron and then yeah. they like fell off a cliff. But they had a game and a half where they were like, this is not difficult at all, and they won two straight games out of it.
3: Yeah.
0: Suns right now are twenty six and six. Yeah. Uh Jazz yeah. are twenty three and nine and the Warriors at the top of the of the conference right now at twenty seven and six. Yeah. Now
1: the Warriors I don't think they could beat the Warriors. No.
0: At all. Yeah. I, I cannot find
1: a way yeah. unless Anthony Davis is comes back as the bubble Anthony Davis yeah. that they have any shadow winning mm-hmm. because I don't think Russell Westbrook would do anything yeah. and I think Steph and Clay together are almost unstoppable yeah. so the Warriors are the team that I don't think they would be able to get through mm-hmm. which is why I don't think they'd win the championship this year yeah but um I think they could beat anyone else in the West okay. in a playoff series yeah
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the NBA is fun because even like we talk about it, right? Like Dallas, Denver, the Lakers, right? Even, you know, I think even Minnesota to a certain extent, you look at these teams and you go, seven games is a long series to be the same, play the same team, right? It's one thing to go in. All right, well, we beat the Lakers in LA. Okay. You did it once. do it three more times, right? Before they beat you four times. Exactly. It's It's tough. What are the odds of that? Right. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic. Um, who you know in the west you know you got the warriors do you put lakers at like probability from winning a championship right now where, where are your rankings at not taking records out of it and where we kind of think this is going to play out because like you said the jazz very good regular season team i think the suns are going to be up there for the rest of the year as well mm-hmm. i think memphis is going to have a tough time because john rance banged up um clippers you're losing uh nuts so i don't like very much paul george he's going to be out for a little bit um, i love numb nuts Um, you know, where, where, how do you see the Western conference kind of shaking out here? Like who are your top two or three teams, you know, coming out of the break where you go, these are the three teams that we should be looking at, you know, I, I have, um,
1: Warriors by far, yeah. not even really close. Honestly, if I if i had to give them, they're like eighty. percent Steph looks like Steph again. Steph He's looks been like Steph. For two years. And when you're He's yeah. And when yeah. Clay comes back, and if Clay can be Clay He's at been all, just sitting there chopping at the bit for two years. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Wiseman coming back with Wiggins and Jordan Poole, and all those guys playing yeah. well. Like yeah. the Warriors are by far the, the the favorites by like to me, they're like eighty percent. I put like fifteen percent with like the Suns. Yeah. Because I think the Suns roster, I think that's that's the matchup. If I was like hoping for a Western Conference Final, would be Suns Warriors. Yeah. I think that would give you the best yeah. actual matchup in okay. the in the Western Conference Final. Yeah. And then I give the Lakers five percent because you have LeBron, and if Anthony Davis can come back it'd be good. Um, I'd give the Lakers, like, 5%. Do I that, don't think anyone else has a real shot think at they're it.
0: they're regretting that trade yet, or because they got the title out of the bubble that they're like, okay, well, we're just
1: going to I, I, To me, see, the fun thing about the Lakers is they have, like, 25 championships. Yeah. So I'm like, is, yeah. is it, like I think it would be different, like, the one with, like, Toronto where they had Kawhi for a year, and then they made their magical run, and then they yeah. lose him. Like, that one's like, every penny totally worth was it. worth it. Yeah. But, like, this Lakers one, I'm like, you're more of prolonged greatness than just a single season thing so they're probably regretting it a little more um, because they're expecting to be they thought thought that they were going to be the number one seed for like five years where like a team like Toronto is like one I year think, window, and then we're done. But. I think
0: Teron- I think another thing, too, that I think gets downplayed a lot is is LeBron's age and injuries, right? I think he's been hurt more as a Laker than he ever has anywhere. Ever. I mean, he's never like, been Laker, hurt exactly. before a Laker. So it's it's so. it's taking a toll, you know? When yeah. you play so many playoff games, you've got three NBA seasons where the playoff game's under your belt. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of extra game. Shifting focus to the East now, obviously Pistons, not even close, right? But, you know, some teams that are kind of, still trying to figure it out, like, the, like the, the middle of the East is a jam-packed garbage mess right now, right? I mean, you look at it, you know, the Cavs at 19 and 13, Wizards 17 to 15, 76ers are at 500, Hornets are at 500, Celtics are a game under, Rappers are a game under, the Hawks are two games under, the Knicks are three. Like, it's, everyone's kind of in it, and then the Magic and Pistons are, like, not even close, right? Yeah. You know, the Nets obviously being the top team right now, Chicago playing out of their minds, big free agent signings, the Bucks. Are gonna be the Bucks. Um, how do you see this East shaking out? I mean, uh, Nets would presumably be your favorite. Is it? Is it gonna? get you The Nets are not your favorite. Oh, okay. You still think you have the Bucks at the front? At the front? Yeah. Okay. Explain that to me a little bit because you know Durant's playing really well, right? You know, the Bucks are. You know, it's kind of hard to kind of continue to play peak basketball all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're right in the thick of it. You still think that the Bucks have the edge? Is it just because Kyrie's not there? They don't have that third guy. They're, I think I've already heard they're make, they're trying to get some trades going, and I don't really yeah. know what you can trade with the way your cap and everything is set up. Yeah, I don't. NBA mathematicians are weird. Yeah, um, worse than the worst out of all mathematicians. Oh my god, by far. Um, but you've got so you still have the Bucks. Why is it just the Giannis effect? The, the team is just you like the makeup better. The bench. What about them is better for you outside of the fact that Steve Nash can't coach? Yeah. Uh, well, that helps a lot. But <laughs> I I think
1: that have that starting lineup of Drew. Dante DiVincenzo, Vincenzo, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and name a and literally yeah, name right. a fifth. Yeah. Is much better than James Harden, Kevin Durant, and name three other players that they play. Yeah. Um, uh, just in my Blake opinion. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin and Joe <laughs> Harris. Um who they might be trying to get rid of. Who they're trying to get rid of, even though he's their best shooter by far And, and He's really a really
0: pretty damn good, good defender. He's only one who plays defense for him. Well, that's yeah. beside the point. Okay. But
1: continue. um I don't think I, I've watched a lot of LeBron James basketball to know that one guy can't just lead you all the way all yeah, the time. Correct. And Kevin Durant is trying to do that, mm-hmm. but has not been able to successfully do it. Yeah. Um, losing to the Bucks last year, not even in the Eastern Conference Final, yeah, the in semis. the semifinals. Yeah. Having a Game 7 at home and not being able to finish it off is just insane to me. Yeah. Um, But... Um, I, I just don't think James Harden is playing very well. If he's not going to the free throw line 22 he hasn't times. right since he, he left yeah, Houston. Yeah, he just hasn't looked good. Yeah. So it's really the Kevin Durant show. And I don't think Kevin Durant can overcome Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton. Yeah. So I have the Bucks. Okay, but. so
0: you got the Bucks. Talk to me about this Bulls team. This Bulls team is fun in a lot, yes. of, in a lot of respects, right? Because you make some big free agent signings, slash trades, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, right? You give Levine some help, finally, right? You really. This is a very good basketball team. Right I would.
1: Now. I would. I would throw out the initial thing of don't be shocked if the Bulls upset the Nets in the semifinals this oh, year. Oh boy, because be I fun. think that'd be a fun. that be a fun. Series. It would be a really fun series, and yeah. I think having again having your starting five being Lonzo mm-hmm. and you. You have Alex Russell off the bench, yeah, who's playing really well and giving you a lot of good minutes, yeah. Um, uh, who else do they have? You got, on that yeah, team? De- Demar Derozan, Ball, De-
0: Levine. I mean, uh, Vujacic is playing really well. Yeah, Vujacic well. is great. Um, you know, Kobe White coming off the bench. You've got Kobe people, White you know, and Alex yeah. Frews coming off the bench. Like you yep. have,
1: you have such a deep team in Chicago there mm-hmm. that I think again, if Kevin Durant has to, Kevin Durant would have to play forty eight minutes a night to beat Chicago probably, yep. and you can't do that sustainably over a three or four
0: series of seven games so you have so so in your mind you've got bucks bulls nets as your top three in the eastern conference um right now. i have Cause like, I, i'm sorry i don't believe in teams like the Cavs at the five you know I, the 76ers i don't i don't yeah. get it anymore yeah so my Subjects are done i mean the hawks are the only one that are kind of sticking out at me in the lower half of the league where i go i'm waiting for them to be like oh okay we're good again you know what I mean? Like, I don't – it wasn't a magic run for them, or was it more of a sustained success? Like, I've already heard rumors that they're willing to get rid of some guys as well. They're willing to get rid of uh, – the guy they just re-signed to a massive extension, too. What's, uh, what's his name? Well, I'm going to look it up here. Cam Reddish. They're looking to yeah, get rid of him. So it's like, you know, that's a pretty big piece for them. You know, you've got Clink Apollo still, John Collins, Trey Young, you know, Bogdanovich. you got some people there on that yeah. basketball team. They're the only ones sticking that to me where I go – what, what are you guys doing? You know,
1: I, I look at um, – so I have Milwaukee, Chicago, Brooklyn. Okay. And then there's a pretty far gap. I agree with that. Between yeah. – and then I would have teams like Miami, Philly. Honestly, the Knicks. I think yeah, if the they Knicks could get right, Knicks are better, right, than, Knicks are are better right now, than 15 and 18. Yeah. And then the Hawks would be like the yeah. four in a tier right below. But I think there's three, a tier, and then those four. Then a tier, and then just about everybody else. I, I, I think – You can't really – I guess Cavs would be the top of that third tier, but that's not saying much because the third tier has teams like Washington, Charlotte, Boston, Toronto, and the Pistons. So there's not much there. So.
0: That's funny. All right, yeah, for sure. Like the the,
1: like this first round of the Eastern Conference is going to be so boring. Yeah, but then the second, the next two rounds are going to be really fun. Where I think the West is just going to have four straight rounds Mm -hmm. of fun games all around because they have so many
0: good teams on that side. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's shift focus here. Let's go to the squared circle. Let's talk WWE Day One, and then Kyle, I will give you your time to shine. Don't you worry, buddy. But you have to talk um, Alabama, too, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. you got okay. you got to talk positive things about other football teams, not only Michigan. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk day one, though, Mike. Um, yeah. okay. Well, Mike brings up that card for us. Uh, you know, it's WWE trying an experiment, right? It's one of the first few times WWE's ever run a pay-per-view on a Saturday, which is interesting, right? I hope they adapt that going forward because it would make my life a lot easier. Um so you know they're trying to you know they're gonna be you know it's day one it's, it's january one it's first time they've ever done something like this um you know usually they always have a pay per view before the rumble right New Year's revolution that kind of thing right yeah, right right, right, so right at the beginning right at the end of december um uh, as we kind of get ready um for rumble season which we'll talk about in a future episode you know wh- what are your thoughts on WWE trying the saturday thing you know. It, we're going to go through the card that's been announced so far it looks like it's going to be a pretty solid show mm-hmm. by all accounts if you're looking at it just on paper um thoughts going into the pay-per-view uh you know direction you know heading are we, are we getting any re- or do you think this is going to be kind of a throwaway show as we get ready to get to the rumble and then we're on the road to main yeah
1: i i've never liked like 95 of late december early january shows yeah I think there's, like, you could very few choice good ones that happen around that time because nothing's going to happen. they would
0: dress it up, right? Like TLC would happen. Yeah, like TLC rest, or… A lot of Gaga, a lot of… Or there's, the like, New Year's Revolution yeah, or whatever. Elimination or or Chamber. Or elimination yeah. chamber. Yeah.
1: Like, the scene, the one, like, 2006 one, yeah. I thought was, like, pretty good. Yeah. But that's the one I can think of that mm-hmm. was, like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Most of them were not the before, very that good. that was pretty good, too. Yeah, right? most of them were yeah. not very good, though, in general, yep. because I feel like… After Survivor Series, you're kind of waiting to the Rumble, yeah, and Cause then, then you because know, really then you really start building stuff. But it's like there's there's like that buffer room of two months that you have to fill, yeah. And so like, I think I this just is gotta, just gotta get through it. <laughs> so this is one of those where I think this card looks good, yeah, but it, it gives me the NXT Takeover vibe, not yeah. in the in the quality because nothing will ever compare to the quality, yeah. but it's like. I feel like you can basically say, "Okay, I know every outcome that's probably going to happen on okay. the show," pretty yeah. easily.
0: Yeah, let's go through it. Um, you know, it's it's. I love the Saturday thing, though. I hope. Yeah, Saturday thing's pretty I, good. i really, I really hope. I I generally up.
1: don't care. I'll stay up
0: on a Sunday or Saturday, I really but I don't either. But I just, from a, a, a viewing perspective, it helps us from a show perspective because then we can review it a week later rather than two weeks later yeah. and all that other stuff. So there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits in my mind. Plus, Saturday's just nicer that way. I don't have to stay up if I, you know. If you don't want to stay on work on Monday. So yeah. anyway, let's go through it match by match here and let's give our predictions. Yeah.
1: All right. So we have drew McIntyre versus madcap Moss in a singles match. This will go 13 seconds and drew McIntyre will win. Yeah. So on house shows, yep. McIntyre is feuding with the bloodline. Yeah. On house shows. So yep. that's probably where they're going to go yeah. for the rumble. I'm assuming after this, which
0: is interesting, you know, because I'm... I
1: thought McIntyre would probably win the rumble. So yeah. they're probably going to, they're probably, probably looking for Lesnar reigns at mania somehow.
0: I just hope Russell does just win the Rumble. You you don't need Lesnar to win the Rumble to get there. No. I I think the
1: Rumble winner should challenge
0: Big E or the the WWE champion.
1: Agreed. And I think Lesnar, you could honestly do something with this match where you granted the rematch at Mania or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know if necessarily Reigns should lose the title, but I wouldn't be shocked if Lesnar wins it for like three months and then Reigns gets it back at Mania or something. Yeah, yeah, i have get some thoughts on that. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah,
0: we have uh Yeah, McIntyre though wins here. I think honestly before we switch focus real fast, I think this is a huge opportunity for Moss, though. Yeah. So I think they I think they see something, got a great look, mm-hmm. right? Um I think if as long as this isn't a 10 second squash, I, I definitely think there's a potential where you could go, Hey, you know, maybe we have something with this guy, you know, as more than Baron Corbin's sidekick. So just a thought yeah. there. Uh, so we got Edge versus The Miz in a singles match. This is going to low-key be a really good match, I feel like. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think The Miz is going to come with a A game in yeah. this
1: match. Yeah, and Edge, Edge will win, and but Miz. I think The Miz will have a
0: really good showing, because Miz yes. generally has good showings. Mm-hmm. Um, I low-key think if they don't have anything else planned, now, not maybe for Mania, but I think this could set up a match, maybe at the Rumble, yeah. where it's a mixed tag, where Beth Phoenix comes back. Wife and wife with Maurice and everything yeah, they being do on it, TV. Yeah. I think that's a really good I attraction. Say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if that that's like a mania thing. I, I either. could be right. I just don't know what to plan for Edge wise. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a big enough match for him to be in. Right. I know yeah. they did it with Cena and them before. Yeah. I don't know if they can keep this going for another four months. That's my only yeah. concern. That's true.
1: Yeah. Um. We got Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. I, I see a lot of people on the Liv Morgan train. Yeah. Um. I. I would say I wouldn't mind... This is the one where the outcome to me doesn't necessarily matter too much. Yeah. Because I'm not the biggest Becky Lynch person out here yeah. in the world. Yeah. So I'm like, if Liv wins, good for cool. her because she's yeah. worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. But Becky wins, she's a bigger attraction, so I get it. Yeah. So I'm kind of tossed... A little bit, yeah. On either way. I think Liv Morgan's actually maybe a little better in the ring. But Becky is by far the bigger star. I, so...
0: I'm kind of, you know... I'm low key kind of thinking maybe she doesn't win it here, but I I think she should be one of the favorites going into the rumble. Yeah, maybe I she think, wins a rumble I mean? I mean, or something. I just yeah, don't like, know who they're going to put the rumble on. Like if Bailey comes back at the rumble, maybe. she probably wins it. But um, I could just you know this is one of those things where they're really starting to get behind her. I I think it may be – I think they're going to wait. I think they're going to have Becky go into Mania with the title yeah, and probably. set up something have- bigger. Um, But I think Liv Morgan has shown that she should be and can hang with the big girls, which I think is important from a depth perspective. I think this will be a solid match, too. Yeah.
1: My only thing is I think if she loses twice to Becky – I know the first one you could argue was, like, a little Mm -hmm. falsy or whatever. But if she loses, like, straight up here, um, it's going to lose a lot of credibility for me for her to go on and win later. Because, like, like, if Becky said lose it to, like, Bianca or Sasha, I'm like, so you're telling me you couldn't beat Becky – now you're gonna go try to beat like Sasha, yeah. who's like much better in the
0: ring. Like right. I, the, the believability, the yeah, sure. believability factor isn't there for me. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Going to make it tough, but yeah, I'll have Becky. It was like when uh, Edge beat Batista like on three straight pay per views for the world title, and then Edge got hurt, and mm-hmm. then immediately Kali won the rumble or the won the battle royal on SmackDown, yeah, and then Batista immediately challenged Great Kali for the title, and I was like, wait. The, I, know, I was did, like, you just lost, you just like, lost four well. times in a row. How does this how's yeah, Exactly. This work? It's like stuff like that. <laughs> right? <then> you beat <laughs> Kali, and then you're like, oh, well, you just couldn't beat Edge then, I guess. Yeah, right. so when Edge comes <laughs> back, you just going <laughs> to beat him? Yeah, whatever. Okay.
1: So we got... Um, History lessons here, folks. We got my one caveat to 100 rematches. Okay. Because I can live with this. Yeah. Is Usos versus The New Day. Because oh, yeah. we've talked about... Tag wise, at least tag wise. Yeah for sure. Where if you give me two of uh, the top team. five or six tag teams in the world, I can watch them. I'll watch them every single time and yep. not really get bored. Um yep. I do think they do this a few too many times.
3: They definitely do. So like that it's it's
1: getting it's getting a little repetitive. Yeah. But I'll be okay with it if this is like a one time thing. I
0: think they do a nice I think they've done a nice job this time around because they've given everybody in the new day some oomph behind them yeah so it seems bigger you know xavier rhodes wins the king of the ring kofi's former wwe champion Big E is current champion right usos have are now redefined as a tag team again right even though they're the champs i think and i think too it is a little bit like all right what are we going to do with xavier and kofi all right well usos are a tag team still let's just we know we can get a good match out of it right it's easy booking in mm-hmm. a lot of respects, so and plus with Biggie feuding with Roman and Survivor Series, I think it's a nice transition yes, match. Yes, I agree. And I'll be really pissed if the New Day wins this match. It doesn't yeah. make any sense for the New Day. Yeah, guys. I think the Usos
1: win. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say I'm cool with this one. I think if they try to do it again or like a couple more times, I'll be, like, it, Dan, I'll be yeah. like, okay, try to find someone else. Yeah, but like for this time, I'm like, I'm I am like i am i will cool be to it.
0: see Xavier kind of transition to the Intercontinental. And yeah, maybe that race a little bit. I won't be shocked to see that happen yeah. with the King of the Ring. You got to do something with it. Yeah, I mean,
1: all right. So, do you have more thoughts on the four way or the singles? Which one do you want to do next?
0: Uh, let's do this. Let's do let's do the four way. Four it.
1: All right. Yeah. I figured you had more to talk about
0: the yeah, singles. Yeah, these both of these world title matches are extremely interesting to me. But okay. We'll, we'll, all right.
1: So we have the fatal four way for the WWE title. We got Big E as champion. Yep. Versus Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. Yep. Um, I feel like this one. If you want to throw me a toss-up, I, I guess I'd say, like, 30% Big E because he's champion. Yeah. But, like, I feel like
0: any one of these guys could win. I'd be, I'm I'd be so glad you said that because I am in the exact same boat. I think they have done, especially for a raw storyline, yeah. have done a phenomenal job of giving me the thought of, I don't know who's yeah. going to win this now match because I, you can make the argument right now. Any of these guys walk out and tell you, you go, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. I, it. I, I give thirty
1: to Biggie. I give so the other five out. of I would yeah. say twenty for Bobby because he's been champion for a while I earlier. Agree with that. Yeah. But like if like because I'm like Kevin Owens just resigned, yeah. so yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they give it to him. I would love Rounds that. has been their guy for like six years, so you yeah. could give it to him easily and have mm-hmm. a run. Or Biggie hasn't been bad as champion either, so I think you yeah. could have him retain in a big match. Yeah, and so and I'm like you can get it where you can kind of escape, right? Where yeah, he you make anybody look bad. There's a lot of yeah. Barriers. So I'm like I'm like I necessarily I don't necessarily have like a favorite. I guess. If I had a favorite, it'd be Big E because he's yeah. champion. So it's more likely the champion retains. Yeah. But. I think it really could go
0: generally anyway, so I'm going to lean Big E in that mindset. I love when it's like this. Yeah, We constantly talk about it all the time of where matches lose a little bit, even though we know it's going to be a great match because we feel like we already kind of know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. In this match, yes, I think Big E is still going to be probably the betting favorite if you had to pick one, but I love the fact that I feel like Kevin Owens has a shot in this. I also kind of feel like Kevin Owens is in this match to take the fall, but I guess we'll see. Um, But, like, I love the fact they brought Bobby in here because they done such a good job with Bobby Lashley over the past year and a half. I think Seth Rollins is doing some of his best work right now. Not only in ring, but character-wise. I love the suits. I love the massive fur jacket thing he comes out with now. I really I really dig the presentation. I think putting Big E in jeopardy. So if Big E wins this match, you're adding more credibility to Big E. If he doesn't, you go, okay, Fatal 4-Way, he doesn't have to get pinned even in this match to lose the title, which I think helps kind of preserve Biggie if you're trying to keep him in that main event slot. Lots of things. You know, I think the hardest part for this is that I just don't know where the what no matter who wins what's next because yeah. if if there's not a new champion, then you're assuming Rollins, Owens and Lashley are in the Rumble are those the favorites going in then like I I personally and I don't know how you feel about this. You're going to need something big. It's an, or if you're going to go with Big E as WWE champion. Now, it's lessons because if you have Roman going in as champion, that's going to be your main event regardless. So you don't need to have Big E be the biggest shining star of the world. But it's still the WWE championship. It's still one of your two pretty much co-mains. You're going to need to have something big there. So if you're going to stick with Biggie doing WWE champion, we need to get somebody on this momentum train to be like, oh, this is going to be a really hell of a match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah so that's my only concern with it but I love that I'm very looking forward to this match. I think this will be a match that is gonna go you go. that was the best match of the night yeah
1: Um, so who do you who do you have like Oof. you didn't um, say a prediction yeah you said a lot of words I, know, that I said a lot of words I was, on how words on was how I'm excited
0: for it um, screw it Kevin Owens just because I wanted to win okay, I don't know. Cool. I don't think he's going to but I'm just gonna go with that anyway because yeah I think Big E is the favorite but I'll say Kevin Owens alright and I, I'm gonna presume our main event it's always
1: the main event Roman yeah. Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the event. universal title. Yeah, sure, and uh, I agree. And uh, I have Reigns winning, but it's like 51-49. Because <laughs> there's another one that I think it's like a toss-up, but yeah. I don't. I think it's good. I think it's more like, like, more easy to see than what I'm trying. Like I'm trying to think of. Oh my god! So Paul Heyman left. So maybe he teams up with Lesnar. They win. Blah blah. I'm like thinking of this huge story. I'm like, no, probably Reigns will just win
0: well I could see it where okay teams up with Lenser and then they just immediately swap it back again right where yeah. they think oh Paul's a baby face now with Brock they're back together home team blah 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 and then he slides the title to Reigns Reigns hits Brock and you just yeah, and you they immediately go back to homeostasis almost right yeah. um, I think there's a part of that the, the Paul Heyman factor for me is probably the one that is throwing me off of this match because they did the angle before um, which I thought was really well done I'm I don't know. I'm just not in favor of putting the title back on Brock. I just don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's needed. I do think, and that's kind of the reason why I kind of picked Owens for the WWE title matches, I feel like they want a splash coming out of this show somehow. Yeah. I feel like they want something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it means, you know, The Rock's back or what. What something to get people like, oh, crap, you know what I mean? Going into the new year, you're starting off with a hot angle. Something new something fresh something to get people talking for Monday night and smackdown all that stuff so that's where it's like it's hard for me to be like yeah I think Lesnar could win this match because of that but I just really don't want him to because I really just don't think it's the right call um let me ask you this do you think that placement in this is uber important because in my mind I could very well see Roman and Brock coming out first in this match and having the WWE Fatal 4-way finish out and I think if that happens in a structured way like that, I think there's a better than not chance you see a new champion crowned at the end of the night. Do you think card placement at all has any dictation on whether or not things happen? Or I'm gonna say things change because yeah. that means I I'm a actually, champion.
1: I, I do. I would relatively agree with that. I think yeah. whoever comes. I think the main event will have a title change.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah. that's I, I think yeah. that's a card placement think is going to be huge yeah. here. Yeah, and I sense. think
1: I I don't and so to your point, like yeah. I think I think if Reigns comes out first. Yeah, I think he retains. Yeah, but to my fifty-one forty-nine, I yeah, do yeah. think if he main events, yeah, there's, I think a he probably, I think there's a good chance Brock think somehow. He, yeah, I think he loses. Yeah, because I do think there will be a new champion.
0: Something to get people going, right? Yeah. Something to be like, oh you, man, I day one of the new year, you'll never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because you don't blah, blah, you blah. don't do
1: a day one and have all the
0: titles remain the same because then yeah. you go out, then there was no point for that. Yeah, exactly. What is new about this? Yeah, what's, it's a new year, it's a new WWE, blah blah yeah. blah, but everything stays the same, right? So that's kind of my thought as well. Um. I'm gonna say Roman retains, and I hope they open the show. I just I don't know. You know what it is for me? I I I've been very clear. I'm very much on the Roman Reigns train hardcore. Yeah. But as more than that, I feel like I don't really care who's champion this month. I don't want Brock being the champion because I don't want my champion being off TV for the next six months until yeah. Mania. Because yeah. you know the formula at this point. Brock wins, he then goes, takes it, carries it to Mania, loses it in 10 seconds at Mania. Yeah. We've seen it enough times you know now you mean to tell me if if someone calls hey listen brock's gonna win the title here somehow but then you're gonna get roman brock at mania but you're gonna get a 20 minute solid wrestling match maybe i can be sold on it Mm -hmm. i just don't think it's gonna happen yeah see i would try to sell you on that point to the fact that i don't i don't right it's it's what i'm saying right if you get if you told me right now i am going to get a a three and a half, four star match out of Brock and Roman mm-hmm. to main event the show, and Roman walks out with the title. Fine. But I don't think you're getting that. And I don't need to see Brock get beat by Roman in, two, in four minutes at, at Mania. Just That's don't true. need to see it. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be. I, I you know what though? I give them credit. I think this is gonna be a really solid show. I think it's gonna be better than average in your in betweeners, in between your yes. four fours. Yeah. I think this is gonna be a really good show overall. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the main event here, folks. Let's talk Michigan football. Let's bring Kyle in. Let's voted. bring in someone. We don't got sound effects here, but yeah, we gotta get a board. I know. That's what we should have got. I know. I gotta get that. I know. I got a new mic for Christmas. I'm looking fancy. It's fine. But we gotta get. We gotta get a lot of stuff. We got upgrades coming, folks. Don't worry. Um, but be wild. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about it, right? We've talked about this before a few weeks ago, right, when we kind of knew the Final Four. We were live when the Final Four actually got announced, right, because that's the dedication we have. But so we know the matchups. We've been thinking about it. We've been simmering on it. We did our initial impressions of it. Now through practice, right, Kyle's been focusing on all the practice reports and everything else. So, Kyle, the floor is yours, my friend. Tell me why Michigan wins this game. I'm assuming you think they're going to win, right? Uh, If you don't, I don't know why you're here. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll have the opposite. Yeah, okay. Tell me why Michigan wins this football game and is going to their first national championship game since 1997.
2: Okay, so why Michigan's going to win this game and go to the national championship. And it's hard. It is really hard. You know, it's an SEC. It's Georgia. They don't give up literally anything they when you look at them on paper it seems impossible to kind of figure out how you could beat them but i think i think if michigan is is going to kind of stay on that little hot track that they've been on they don't cool down or at least they don't cool down to extent where it's catastrophic then (laughs) and there's not a complete meltdown then then i think that michigan does have a good chance to win and And when like the rankings first came out, I really didn't think that I yeah. I wasn't very hopeful. But now yeah. I've had time to kind of think about it. Kind, kind of time to get your mojo yeah, back. Yeah, kind <laughs> of had time to look over things. I <laughs> yeah. I do think they have a good chance. And I and sorry, I you're know, good. You're fine. Um, <laughs> I know it's okay. Kyle's just breaking stuff. Yeah, it's it's it. been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while for me. But uh, <laughs> offensively, I think that it would be a very good thing for Michigan to go up tempo, which is something they haven't done and when they've tried to it hasn't been successful. Yeah. But if they if they're running an offense that is up tempo where they are sustaining long drives, kind of like what they do, what they did against Ohio State, yep. is when you see something like that big DL defensive line guy number nine, what yeah, I don't yeah, know his yeah. name. Yep. Where, where against Alabama when they had a long drive when they were getting down right. the field, he was based by the time they were at the twenty yard line, he was they would hike it and he was just standing there. Yeah, because he just yeah, he's yeah. Just completely gassy, just standing there with this with his hand up, right? <laughs> and if you and I think it's very important for Michigan to to sustain drives to <clears throat> take time off the clock and and i and don't get in those situations where it's third and eight third and ten third and behind sticks because that's okay. that's how you lose this game essentially yeah. and defensively i think you do exactly which is harder harder said than done but i think you do essentially what you did against ohio state and iowa where a majority of the, their third downs were third and eight their intent, ten, where they were behind the sticks and they were not in situations where they wanted to be in. Yeah, and if you put, especially Georgia's offense, who's they're good, but they're not they're not this prolific offense. They're not nearly as explosive as Ohio yeah. State is. If you can get them behind the sticks, yeah. then you have a great chance of getting them off the field and getting your offense back on the field.
0: Give me, give me, give me something here before we go to Mike on the Georgia take here. I want to ask you this because I, I you brought up a, you brought up a lot of good points here, but I want to go back to the offense for a second here. Okay. Um... In your opinion, right? What is the one thing that Michigan does better offensively? What is their advantage compared to Georgia's defense? Right? We, we've we've talked at nauseum. Everybody in the country has talked about how Georgia's defense, right? 17 points a game until this until this Alabama game, right? But if you dig in a little bit. Jordan didn't really play anybody all year either, right? So there is a little bit of that asterisk there. Now, we've seen Michigan put up big-time points against good defenses, right? Iowa, going into the game, had a pretty good defense, right? 42 points, no big deal. Ohio State's defense had been getting better from week one to now. They put up 40 tell me what you think the difference maker for michigan offensively is in order to do what you're saying and sustain these drives because i agree with you they're going to have sustained drives they're ne- they they can not settle for field goals they're going to have to score points but i think points are going to come at a very limited supply against this defense so what for you is the one thing is it a player what is the x factor for michigan's offense to be like all right we can get 28 up on them and we're going to force georgia to play our brand of football
2: I think that what Michigan has that a lot of teams don't have yep. or wish they would have is they've had they have six seven eight guys who they can get the ball to. You know they don't have Absolutely. one dude. They don't have one guy yeah. who they're just their yeah. guy, they yeah, they yeah. guy. They don't have a go to. Yeah, they don't have a go to guy. They don't have the defense is not going to have someone where that they, they can hone in on. They have yep. they yep. have if it's Eric Hall, Andre Anthony, Cornelius Johnson, you know Blake Form yep. out of the back, Donovan yep. Edwards. Yep. Like, yeah. And Askins. anyone really, honestly, <laughs> yeah. anyone throughout there that they, they yeah. anyone has, they've proven that that they can be used in any situation. I think that's going to be extremely vital in situations where you, if you're in a third and eight, you know, a little halfback diet, little dump off to Blake Horn, where you can maybe yeah. get you first down, stuff like that. It's going to be very important to be yeah. successful against it. this great defense.
0: Would you have? Would you caution to say last thing, and then we'll get to Mike. Would you? Would you hazard to say it right now that McNamara? is going to have to have the game of his life now when i say that i mean i'm not saying he's got to throw for 400 yards and six touchdowns but what i am saying he's got to keep protect the ball he's going to do what he's been doing but i think he's got to take it up a level because you think the run game is going to get stifled a little bit with the front four by george's defense you know that george is going to go look at it and go we have to stop 25. That straight up, I think Haskins is their best offensive player right now. They're going to have to stop him, right? So they're going to have to throw the ball at times. They're going to have to make big plays. Is it safe to say that McNamara for you is a key in this football game to kind of just be better than Georgia's quarterback? (laughs) Yeah. Which um, is not that high of a bar in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'll let Michael talk. But yeah, I... I don't think he has to be this like game breaker. Yeah, he doesn't got to be a savior. But, but I think he's got to make like some plays that are just like, yeah. this was define like this yeah. is a game defining like game on the line. Like yeah. he's got to make some the plays throw. that yeah. that third you a game. Yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Mike has wait, been. Wait, 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 yeah. So I
2: have I have some,
1: adhesive, ad- adversity points for Kyle here. Okay. Because okay. I kind of disagree with some of the stuff you were saying. Okay. So, I see. I look at this game completely different actually. Okay. So fundamentally. You say that I think Michigan's offense should go very quick and like no huddle, hurry up offense. Yeah. I think comparatively with Georgia's offense, yeah. I think the better play is actually to li- like slow the game down. Okay. And have longer drives. Okay. And the reason I say that is because if you to a team with a bad offense, yep. If you so if you limit them to say you right. have seven they have to possessions, be they have to be you have to play perfect. Okay. If, if you're going fast and say you're scoring, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But now you're giving Georgia 12, 13 possessions. Yeah. Now you can. Now they can risk throwing that interception. Can they I, can risk some more stuff. Can I
0: interject here real fast here and say, just to kind of, as a rebuttal for Kyle's point here, right? It, knowing that, but the strength of your team is d- defense from Michigan. Yes. So would you prefer it to where, okay, we're going to go up Temple and then when we're going to force them to have to score, right? But we know that they can't keep up with us. I don't disagree yeah. with that, okay. and I just, and I one, and, yeah. I, and just I, just I like the idea of like yeah. of like your
1: their best players are two defensive tackles. So if you go yeah. up tempo, it tires them out. Yeah. I do agree with that. I think
0: They start out up tempo, but
1: I thought, but I think like going up tempo all the time. Yeah. I think giving them more and more possessions mm-hmm. because you saw they played with Alabama. Yeah, and Alabama's the yeah. highest scoring offense they probably in football. 10-0 they Alabama. were up ten nothing at one yeah. point and scoring very efficiently. Yep. So what I'm saying is. Um, and I think, I think Michigan has a slightly better defense than Alabama does this year, which is very weird to say, but I think yeah. Michigan's defense I, I, is, I is at that. least slightly better. Yes. But I always I think that if you can limit the game – like in the first half, if both teams have five possessions mm-hmm. and you score on three of them and they score on one, yeah. that's They're much really better than both of you having nine drives yep. and you scoring on three because yep. then it gives them four more chances yep. to score one or two more touchdowns. So that, yeah. that's where I slightly differ to that point. Okay,
2: yeah. I, the, I, I everything
1: else I generally I would generally agree with, but yeah. I, I'm more of I think you should slow the game down slightly than speed it up.
0: Yeah, I'll give my take here in a second uh, on both teams, but I, I want to get your point now, right? You're, you're going to take the opposite side yeah. um, before you. we get to final predictions on this game, and then we'll talk Alabama and Cincinnati as well, as well as a potential championship final as well based on our predictions. But, Mike, tell me why Georgia wins this football game. Um, so I think Georgia wins. I think at times,
1: they can, offensively, I think they can be very physical. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like how Michigan is. I think they're very yeah, physical. They're very I think, held right I think the first quarter of the Alabama game, they were just pushing around Alabama mm-hmm. until Alabama was like, oh, this is what we're playing? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of locked in and became more physical. Yeah. But Alabama was generally more finesse. Michigan is more of a physical team. Yeah. Um, but I think Georgia is very physical, and they will play physical for four quarters. Yeah. I think Michigan had a lot – of momentum after that Penn State game, riding really high. They played, no, it wasn't Nebraska. Who's was the second to last game they played? Um, where they just Maryland, Maryland. Yeah, where they just they blew the Maryland. doors off. They were feeling really good. Then you have a home game against Ohio State, feeling really good. And then everyone in the world was like, "There's no way Iowa wins." But like yeah. the the amount of heat and momentum going yeah. into that, where no. Georgia on the on conversely had a very cold end of the year. They yeah. played three really bad teams, so they weren't yeah. really ready to go into that Alabama game. Yeah. And it showed when they were like, we don't know what to do when we're down 17-10. to Because right. we're not down 17-10. to 10, Ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. So I think seeing that adversity, and seeing them being able to fight against that adversity slightly, yeah. I think now you're going into a team where, I think Georgia is more level-headed than where they were after the Alabama game. Getting, 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 their he, getting their head checked in. Yeah. Okay, okay, now here we are. And I think Michigan cooling down a little bit. They're not going to be this seven yards per carry against iowa and 800 getting eight sacks in this game or whatever i think all that's gonna be sold down too um so that's just fundamentally how i think georgia has at least a good chance of winning i think defensively that d line i think i think Hassan has is gonna get stopped yeah like straight up, I think I think we talk about how good Hassan Askins is, yeah. but I think that those those four D linemen are, yeah. are going to either stifle him, slow him down, whatever you want to say about it. Yeah. Um, I think they're he's going to have a tough time getting his three yards, four yards of carry yeah, type definitely stuff. Paper cut. And I, yeah. I I do think that they will get into many situations where because this is the hardball way when they play really good teams is yeah. he's, he's quite stubborn sometimes and he tries all right we're gonna run it twice with Haskins yeah and when third. it's third and seven yeah. now and you're trusting Cade McNamara to get you those seven yards right. I think it's gonna be very tough to get those to seven yards like that. To, to live like yeah. that okay. and to Kyle's point if you're going if you're going to speed up the game and you're gonna have multiple drives like that where you have third and sevens all the time you're not going to be able to pick them up you're just giving Georgia more and more opportunities to go score so I think in that way, I think Georgia wants you to, to speed the game up because yeah. they want more possessions to have more shots at the dartboard to win this league. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the two ways. Stop Haskins be more physical than Michigan yeah. and hope that Michigan – if Michigan's on this hot streak, I don't know if they can lose. Yeah. But I think yeah. they'll come down to earth let in a ask, four let, and a half weeks. Let, let, let me ask you this.
0: So, coin toss. Yeah, I was going to ask Kyle that. Too. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to ask you first, right? Because okay. you, you're, uh, you're the representative for Georgia in this situation. Yes, okay? I represent Georgia. Yeah, you are the Mr. Georgia Bulldog. Even today. though I'm the only one here that gambled money on Michigan to win, yeah. I will represent Georgia <laughs> here, guys. Let's go. Um, coin toss. All right. Win the toss. Receive for the second half. Um, for or Georgia, just say kick and then somehow don't get the ball either time. Yeah, like that yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe. All right, <laughs> The ref went, no, you want to defer. <laughs> if you're Georgia, you want to play defense first. Because the
1: defense is the strength of your team. Out of your time. Um, If you get, like I said, if that first drive, it's Hassan Haskins run, run, third and seven, you get a deflection yeah. and you force them to punt, that's yeah. probably the best thing that can happen to you. Because you're getting the ball at... 40, your own 40, 35-yard line. At that point, yeah. now you're playing with house money because now you're up in possessions, yep. and you get the ball to start the second half. So even if they slow the game down or they speed up and you're down 3 or 7, 10 yeah. at halftime, mm-hmm. you have that ball at the second half to help maintain that so it doesn't get okay. out of
0: hand very easily. Kyle, Michigan, win the toss. You defer to the second
2: half, get the ball to start. Us Wolverines will receive. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I, I agree yeah. Yeah. Okay, yep. Because... Yep. because because same thing with the Ohio State game, like if you can like get the ball and just go score, like first yeah, off, like that's then, then it's yeah. like okay, it's a game, yeah, it's a game, and like and like for the record, I don't disagree. I was just I'm, no. surprised, I'm surprised you're going the aggro route. <laughs> no. no, yeah, I usually like to receive. I mean, yeah, you know, a kick, but and yeah. but like if you really think about it, like how many how many minutes of this entire season has Michigan been down, like losing, like not not very much, and. If I'm Michigan, I don't they want to be well when they were. playing from behind <laughs> at all.
0: Yeah, um, no, I, I don't disagree with you at all.
1: Um, yeah. That's actually funny because yeah. I strongly agree with both of those. Yeah, which is why I think there's no chance that it that Georgia, no, that Georgia yeah. starts with the offense because I think both teams are like. Because Georgia's like our defense is our strength, and Michigan's like we want to show you that we can score right away yeah. and make this a game, and yep. so that I think both teams' egos are going to want them to have that defense and offense out first. I,
0: I love this game so much for so many reasons, right? Because you know the it's funny because I think that Georgia's deficiencies feed into Michigan's strengths, and a lot, especially yes. offensively, right? Like Georgia's passing game is not the greatest, right? And so when they get behind the sticks, it turns into Michigan's feeding frenzy, right? On the same note, if Michigan's strength on offense is L- is Georgia's strength of their whole team, which is their run defense and being able to maintain possession and run the ball.
1: They're they're literally the exact same versions yeah. of themselves it's in ways. Weird. It is and so, so weird, weird to yes. watch
0: two teams that are like almost yes, identical. Exactly. Play it's gonna each come other. down to quarterback play, I feel like, at the end of yeah. this game somehow. And that is where, weirdly enough, it's like it's hard for me because I think Cade, when he has needed to this year, Mm-hmm. And I gave him a lot of flack early on in the year. I gave Josh Gass a lot of flack. They have put up points through the air when they've needed to. They did it against Penn State. They did it against Ohio State. They did it against Michigan. And I know they lost against Michigan State, but it, it wasn't because McNamara played bad. They did it against Michigan. They did it against Ohio State. And they Even Iowa, they did it, right, where they were able to kind of have their way. I honestly think that... Michigan offensively through the air, I think it's gonna be able to move the ball a little bit as long yeah. as they have time. But the difference is they have to stay in third and five. Yes. If it is third and six, third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, it's gonna be a long day. Yeah. It's gonna be a really long day. I also uh, I think uh, the game plan for both teams is gonna be the exact same. Force, third, and six. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my and my one concern for Michigan early. Yeah is
1: Cade, in the last two games, has thrown a critical interception early early. in the game. And now both times they were able to overcome that. But we watched the Ohio State game, me and Kyle did, but you texted me and you said, once he threw that pick, you're like, this Uh could get out of hand. Because I'm like, Ohio State's
0: going to go score, which they didn't. Which they did, but normally they do. Yeah, And then you go, and all the momentum's gone. And
1: Iowa, it was the same thing where they throw that interception. And I didn't necessarily think Iowa was going to go do anything. I thought Michigan still had it in the bag. Yeah, But against Georgia, Mm -hmm. if you come out opening drive and you throw a pick on that first drive, can't and Georgia it. goes score, that is worst-case scenario for you, and Georgia is singing praises if that happens. So yeah. that's where I get worried because Stetson Bennett or J.T. Daniels, either one, whoever plays or both play or whatever, oh they generally don't throw that op- like yeah. near-opening interception. They both aren't great with the ball, no. but Cade has shown the propensity to throw that well, big
0: defense. You know, the, the one thing I do worry about a little bit too with this matchup is Georgia knows what Michigan's going to do. They're going to run two high safeties. They're, yeah. gonna, they're not gonna let you beat them over top. They're just not. It's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Georgia's gonna have to come into this game thinking we've got to be able to run the ball successfully. And I don't yeah. know if they're gonna be able to I don't right, either. I really don't. I don't think either team can run the I, ball. I know. It's, it's I, that's why it's one of those games where it's like, you know, you see this, you know, what's the over under for total points in this game? Does anybody know right now? It I can't be over fifty. I will look at the gambling sites right now. Rob. Yeah, because I because in my mind, I don't see how it's I don't see how it could be, because looking at this game, you just go. I don't see it's going to be hard to score, I feel like, in this game in, in um, general. 45. 45. Okay, that's fair, right? So I think this is going to be that, that game where it's going to be a 20 to 17 type yeah. of ball game. Also, yeah, so Michigan
1: is plus seven and a half right now. Oh, I would take that. I would, take I that would definitely easily. take that. Yeah, I, I don't
0: think it's going to be that far apart. Um, all right, let's get down to it. Let's give me a prediction, and then we'll, we'll talk Alabama, Cincinnati, and not near as much detail. Um, but tell me. Who wins this game, Mike?
1: Uh I have to say Michigan. Yeah.
0: Because I gambled.
1: So yeah. I have okay. to say I I can't say anything else because yeah. I have them winning. You so. got a score? Uh
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys math, not my friend. I, uh, <laughs> I love it. All right, Kyle. Who wins this game?
2: Michigan's gonna win. Oh, twenty four yeah. to twenty three. The uh, the nation's best kicker. I don't think I lived through that game. Jake, Jake Moody twenty three game. He
0: kicks. Yep, I down 23 21 yeah I got Michigan winning this game too yeah I, I, here's the thing if I
1: didn't point- bet if I did bet at them yeah I would actually maybe pick Georgia but I bet them like three weeks ago i want you know that's
0: the thing it's i there's a lot of reasons why you take georgia in this football game number one it's michigan their propensity to blow it in big games is legendary at this point Mm -hmm. but you know that ohio state game changed a lot for me i think going out and beating iowa the way they did changed a lot for me in the perception of this team now of course now that i have faith in them they're gonna go drop an egg but it's one of those things to where it's like I don't even know – it's it's kind of like to me like if the Lions made the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and they're playing against like the undefeated Chiefs and Mahomes is thrown for 9,000 yards. I would still have to take the Lions just mm-hmm. because I go – I want them to win so badly. It's so hard for me to talk it out of that way mm-hmm. a little bit too for me. I think, I think Michigan – the thing they do well, it travels well. And mm-hmm. I think it's maintainable. They run the ball. They rush the passer well. They don't give up the big play. All these things are things that are instilling you from a principle, from a foundational standpoint – and I think that they are better than Al- than Georgia offensively, and because of that, I think they have the slight edge, and I think they win this game, and I think they have a very good chance to win it all. Mm. Speaking of that, let's shift focus here. Let's talk Bama, Cincinnati. This is a lot less sexy of a game for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, but Cincinnati is undefeated. They're the only undefeated team left. Um, you know they're here for a reason. They've lost one game basically in like two years. And you're playing a Bama team that is not Alabama of years past. Mm-hmm. You've got some injuries, right? Mechie's out, right? I believe because he blew his leg up. Um, Bryce Young is Bryce Young. I get it. Defense is susceptible at times. Kyle, tell me how, or tell me what Alabama needs to do to avoid the upset.
2: What Alabama so needs to do. Home. <laughs> <laughs> As I pointed, like, they need to take advantage of the run game. Cincinnati has two AP All American cornerbacks. Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is start throwing lobs up to them picks, especially when we don't have Mechie Yeah, so so utilizing the run game to open up the pass game, mm-hmm. and defensively, just getting to the quarterback, Will Anderson, the nation's sack leader. Yeah, get to the quarterback, get him rattled, show him that you know this is no you know. Nobody team is Alabama. You yeah. know, you're in the playoff now. Yeah. And I think if they can just get to them early, get in their heads, then it should be easy. Well, do, you, do
0: you think there's a threshold for Alabama from a from a scoring perspective where you go and say, okay, if we can get 14 up, the game's over? Like, because we've seen that in the past, right, where they play, like, Oklahoma and stuff, where you go and say, all right, they're up 10. Oklahoma's still got a pretty close one. Oh, now they're up 17. Never mind. I think it's kind of done now, right? Like, is it is it gonna be one situation where Alabama's if they go up two touchdowns or even ten points, right? Two scores, do you think that's gonna be too much for Cincinnati to be like, oh, I don't think we're gonna be able to over, you know, you know, get through that? Do you think that Alabama's got a number in their mind thinking, okay, we, if we get up fourteen, we can pretty much coast and just every time they score, we score.
2: Yeah, so I mean <laughs> I would, I mean, as little faith of, as I have in Cincinnati, I yeah. think a fourteen-point deficit. I mean, it's like would be hard to come back. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't like just say it's over. Turn TV off. No, no, but,
0: no. but like, but like up, if, yeah.
2: If it's like seventeen, like, like three scores, then it's like, rough. yeah. If yeah. once that, then I'm like, yeah, it's over. But I mean, I'm not. I, I don't have no faith in Cincinnati's offense. Yeah. I feel like they're still, they're still an explosive team that have. Has they're undefeated the yeah. for a reason. Yeah. 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 And it's not, a, it's not a lockdown Alabama defense, by any means. No, for sure. And that's so. why I'm asking, right, is that, you know, because
0: we've seen now Alabama – we've seen the best of Alabama. The last time we saw the Alabama Crimson Tide play, we saw the best version of them we've seen all year, mm-hmm. right? Now, we've seen other games, though, against a okay LSU team, against an okay Texas A&M team, um, against an okay, you know, like Auburn team where they should have lost really much to Auburn. We've seen bad Alabama. Where they've gotten by by the skin of their teeth. Now we've seen bad Cincinnati too. So it's just kind of walking that line. Mike, I'm gonna go to you now, Mr. Cincinnati Bearcat. Go, go baby, go kitties. Tell go me, kitty cats. tell me what Cincinnati needs all to right. do. You know, everyone's counting them out. Probably all three of us included in some capacity. Can't, <laughs> I can't believe you guys. I love how he's gonna he's gonna make this argument and then he's gonna go okay, Alabama by 15. <laughs> but – Tell me what Cincinnati needs to do to pull off, I would say, probably the biggest upset in the college football playoff history. Well, that would be the
1: easiest. I, I think you could argue it's, like, the biggest.
0: I guess it's not. No, Appalachian State in Michigan still there. Yeah. your yeah. number two team in the country. You lose to a team that no one even knew existed until that day.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So that happened. Um, I think this is going to be the Desmond Ritter coming out party. Ooh. Um, future Detroit Lions, doesn't future <laughs> not a <at> number two. <laughs> That's another problem oh, for another we day. Joke, but we're crying
0: on the inside. Let's yeah. go. Anyway, um, um,
1: so this team going through their um, going through their roster, their starting yeah. roster. Mm-hmm. So their defense. Yep. Here's mm-hmm. just like the standing for everyone okay. on their defense, right? Okay. I'm not gonna say their names, yep. but just standing, right? Senior, 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 junior, senior, senior, junior, senior, senior. 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 That, that's yeah. a that's a pretty good yeah. thing for an American conference team that no one expected to do anything. To have 10 out of your 11 or 9 out of your 11 starters be senior or fifth-year seniors, you have so much experience on the defensive side. Yeah. You have so much chemistry because not a lot of these guys are transfer guys either, yeah. so they've just been playing together for three mm-hmm. to four years, yep. where Alabama is just a cyclical cycle yep.
0: of – Next man up.
1: Next man up. Next first um, rounder up. Next first rounder <laughs> up. Um <laughs> I think defensively, I think good people Lord. are going to underestimate how good this defense really is because people watch games like Navy and they're like, well, it's 28-20 to 20 against Navy, so they're yeah. not good. But it's like, yeah, but they also played SMU, who was ranked 18 in the country, and they blew them out by 47 points. Yeah, And and they beat. And they went on the road to Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame. And they yeah. went on the road against Indiana before Indiana fell apart and yep. was the worst team in the Big Ten and beat Indiana. Yep. So I think this team is very – Underrated in the in that sense, I
0: think. I mean, they're here for a reason. They are here for a reason, like we yeah. say.
1: But I think Alabama. I think they look at this as this is the easiest team that they've played since in all years. in their in yeah. their playoff yeah. history, yeah. probably Absolutely. since Michigan State. They probably looked at Michigan yeah. State and was like this probably isn't. Very difficult in terms of teams that we could have played this yeah, year for the Final Four. Yeah,
0: Michigan State shouldn't have beat Michigan or Wisconsin that year, but yeah. I digress.
1: Um, but you look at this team, and I think they're going to go, this is not even a Power 5 team. Mm-hmm. Like, we should be able to casually we walk, walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, walk, we, we could probably do walkthroughs and beat this team. And Cincinnati, and I'm going to equate this kind of how Clemson and Ohio State played last year, because I was very strong on the Clemson bandwagon. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't realize how much Ohio State wanted that game. Like, like Clemson was like, we're going to win a championship or, you know, it's whatever because we'll get there next year or whatever, right? But Ohio State was like, this is our Super Bowl because Clemson beat us the year before. Like, they had signs up of the score and everything. They were like, we want Clemson. We want to beat Clemson. And that's all they thought about all year long. And I think this is would like Cincinnati's like national championship would be cool and everything. But like Allah, we got Alabama, we got like the dynasty team, the best team in college football for the last 20 years. And like, this would be the game to go in like their mindset is going to be through the roof. Like nothing else matters. We're going to go in there and we're going to fight our tail off. And I think with all of the talent, and they don't even have like the five star talent, but just having all the seniors, fifth year seniors, the guys on this team, mm-hmm. and that mindset of we will do whatever it takes to win because we'll never get back here. No, never. Because next year they're going to have a whole bunch of sophomore, juniors. They'll lose a couple games. They'll never get back here. Alabama next year, they'll be back. Yeah. Cincinnati won't be back. And that mindset of. We have to go in here and do everything we can to win. Yeah. I think it gives them at least a good chance with Alabama probably looking down on them. Oh, yeah. Especially early. Especially early on yeah. in the game. If they go down 14-0 like you guys are saying, yeah. I think there's a strong chance Cincinnati can hold that yeah. for at least a good a long time. And in the fourth quarter, if you're telling me – if you told me today – like yeah. if you told me next week when we do the show yeah. – all right, Cincinnati's down seven with the ball in the fourth quarter. That's everything Cincinnati wants. Yeah, that's it. You want a chance to win. You want the chance, chance to win. To win. Yep. And 100%. I think I think they'll be in the game in the fourth quarter with a chance to win.
0: Michael Merkel giving us, giving everybody some food for thought on this Alabama game that everybody has already kind of written off as Bama's going to the national title game, bringing up a lot of good points here. I I, I mean, there's nothing you can argue about that. It's nothing. It's not. You're not insinuating. You're not anticipating. It's just looking at the looking at the facts and the composition of the team. I definitely think. That that I'm, I'll, I'll say this, especially if Cincinnati gets the ball. First. I think Cincinnati scores first. I do too. I think Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati, I think
1: Cincinnati first. in the coin toss way wants the ball yep. and they want to go down with Desmond Ritter, their, yep. their redshirt senior, seven off the redshirt senior, and
0: go score right yep. away and go. All right, Bryce Young, what do you got? And all they have to do, and I think to set them up for success, is if they go down the field and score. And this is very comparable. I think to that Michigan Ohio State game. Michigan goes down, they score, and they get a stop. If they stop Bryce Young. From popping off an 80-yard touchdown throw, that just everyone looks like, oh, okay, that was the worst zone coverage ever. You're in really good shape, and I think, I think, uh, I
1: think a strong thing they're going to do defensively is how yeah. a lot of teams are playing the Chiefs this year yeah. is the too high, don't let anything deep stuff. Because I'm like Bryce Stone, if you want to have a 14-play, 85-yard yeah. drive, we're gonna make you earn it. We're gonna make you earn it because yeah. we want to slow the game yeah. down. Every play has a new chance
0: for you to mess up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think Cincinnati, with all the experience, and everything has a very strong chance. Yeah. Um. I'm shocked. I'm not shocked that the spread's so high, but 13 and a half. That's a little high. I think it's a little high for what yeah. this team brings. If you
0: said 10, I go. I can see 10. Yeah.
1: yeah. But 13 and a half with the potential of moving up in a week, yeah. I'm like, I would honestly as a betting person getting to predictions, yeah. I'm not going to say Alabama's not going to win this game. Like Alabama will probably win, yeah. but that's 13 and a half. I look yeah. at if that You're go, looking at
0: just covering the spread, I think I go. I think I think 13 and a half could definitely cover for Cincinnati. Easily. yeah this is going to be an interesting game for a lot of reasons right because like you said in all honesty the pressure's on bama The pressure's not yes. on cincinnati cincinnati is going in playing similar to michigan i think in a lot of regards playing with house money now michigan as a brand it's like oh man if they want a national title you'll never hear the end of it but if cincinnati beats alabama mm-hmm. in the biggest you know in one of the biggest games ever you go like, it changes everything. And I think
1: I think if you're a fan of the expansion of the playoff, you want you're this. praying Cincinnati can win. Because yeah. then you can go all the down and go UCF, yeah. the Western Michigans, the Boise like States. Boise States. Yeah. Maybe these teams could have competed yeah. against the top teams, yeah. but they never got the shot, too. Or
0: or more so, it adds credence of, yeah, but, like, Oklahoma State's like, oh, we would have shut them down. Or Notre Dame's like, oh, we would have beat them again. or. Yeah. The Ohio State or Ohio State's Like if you yeah. just gave us one shot at it, yeah, we exactly. we played one bad game yeah, and stuff. Right. Exactly. So it's like it gives greetings to that. all of that 100%. to where I think
1: now it would be like I think we have to expand because we're missing out on this yep. six c We were almost going to put Cincinnati at five or six, yep. and they just beat Alabama. Right? Who else could have beat Alabama exactly. this year? So 100%. I think I think if you want the expansion, you want wins, Cincinnati. Wins but
0: somewhere. I have Alabama, but I would take yeah. Cincinnati plus Covering thirteen spread. and a half points. Yeah, yeah. So for your for your for your Vegas people out there right we're taking this we're taking uh, Cincinnati against the spread but overall result we're taking Alabama just to break that down in the worst way possible
2: uh, Kyle what you got I'm taking Alabama by 14 14 points. so they don't
0: so Cincinnati doesn't cover yeah um, I see this game happening one of two ways it's either Cincinnatis gonna play them close like Mike is saying. Or I think Alabama, on that first drive or two, scores with relative ease and everything unfolds and you go. The worst-case scenario for Cincinnati is that they get the ball, they don't score, Alabama scores in four plays, and then you feel like the need to have to answer and you start trying to throw it deep and you're dead. Mm -hmm. That's the worst-case scenario for for Cincinnati. I do think they cover the spread. I think it winds up being one of those games where – if they don't, it's a late field goal or something like that. They kind of put it out of reach. Something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Cincinnati is going to hang around this entire time, uh, but I do think Bama gets the dub. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, so I don't want to get too crazy. We're already an hour and twenty minutes into this, but real quick, just it, don't even. I don't even want to break down the game yet because let's just wait to see it. But if it happens, Michigan, Alabama. If you had, if you had to call it right this second. Everything we've talked about, we've talked about the good, the bad on both teams at this point. If you had to pick, who you got? Um You're, all of our rooting interest is obviously for Michigan, yes. clearly. We all would want Michigan to win. But who do we think is going to win? I
1: again, I will say it with yeah. pride that I put I bet money on Michigan. Yeah. So I can't not say Michigan.
0: You gotta win in the. You put money on the one national title. Yes. Oh, I thought you just had them. No. the game against no, Georgia. No, the the, oh, my bad. the day
1: before Ohio State game, I was yeah. like, you know what? I put fifty dollars on them to beat Ohio State at like plus. 5000 odds or something yeah. to like win the big to win the national championship or whatever yeah. and then they beat Ohio State and now they're on this run. Yeah. So now I'm like I kind of just have to go with yeah, it because with it. Yeah. so and in actuality, I think Alabama has a much better shot of winning that game yeah. but I can't just not say I can't bet Michigan and then say Alabama's going to win because that's just inverse to how money
0: works. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle if it happened today Alabama and Michigan win it first off we'd be doing backflips um, if that happens though who you got?
2: I gotta because take. I, I gotta take Michigan. I just have to. I have to. Yeah, I just have to. I asked speak the question, it but I know everyone's
0: answer. I mean, yeah, yeah you, you got to take
2: him. Yeah, um, I'll speak it into existence. I've done it before. I, I mean,
0: I'm the only one that
1: I think feels like Alabama probably. I like. I would have Alabama at like a sixty forty over Michigan. Yeah. But my betting odds, say I just I can't know that pick Michigan State
0: would have them so ready to go because oh. I think. I think. What would I think is a very probable chance? So say if Michigan somehow pull, I, I, it's an upset, right? They beat Georgia. It's an upset, yeah. right? They pull all the upset. It's not a technical upset, but it's an upset. Yeah, it's an upset, right? And if Bama beats Cincinnati, I think there's a higher than likely chance that Alabama survives Cincinnati. Where like you're saying, it's a close game, and Alabama just kind of escapes and wins by ten. And you go, whoo! There is a zero percent chance on a week turnaround, which is the weirdest thing ever. We have a month in between, and then we only have a week between the Final Four and the Finals. But whatever. Um, where Alabama or Nick Saban goes, no, no way in hell. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. So it almost would benefit Michigan if if we know Michigan wins that game, right? Which we're not going to because they're going to play first. But like, if Bama wins by thirty, it's a way better situation for Michigan than it is them having to beat Cincinnati by seven. And then because Saban's going to be like, you see what just almost happened? Mm-hmm. You can't. Now yeah. you're playing a good, you're playing a much better football team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I'll take Michigan, too. Why the hell not? Sure. And then we'll come on the air and be like, we did it! We did it! We did it! Now what? Also, can we just talk about how insufferable Jim Harbaugh would be going forward for the rest of time? Because he'd be the coach here forever. He'd just Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I'm just better than you. Yeah. Yeah, he could lose (laughs) for like 15 more (laughs) years. He could lose Ohio State forever. Didn't matter. We won the national title. (laughs) he's so bad oh god and every Michigan fan's like yeah you tell him Jim you tell him yeah, you Jim you you're tell the man about 2021 baby you tell him about 2021. it's like 2032
1: yeah. they've had they have had a winning season since and they're like oh god. but remember 2021 yeah, though like,
0: yeah, remember, yeah it's like the Joe Paterno thing right yeah he was coached forever they won three national titles in 60 years and you just go how are you still the coach oh awesome hilarious but fun all right guys that's gonna be it though for this week's show next week we are gonna be on the air we're gonna be talking about a potential michigan alabama national championship game right guys it's actually gonna be cincinnati georgia but that's fun shut up (laughs) (laughs) and everybody goes uh but it's fine um but that's gonna be it for this week's show guys like i said next week we're obviously we're gonna be talking that's gonna dictate a lot of the coverage right it's gonna be the national championship game um we're gonna be talking about that we'll be talking about wwe's day one pay-per-view we'll we'll check in on AEW some news there notes we'll be talking some lions as well i think it's important to kind of revisit them as they kind of wind down the season lots of stuff coming next week guys we appreciate all the support have a great new year happy holidays on behalf of the currently here well man not the missing mailman of the whale man he's the mercs so i mike merkel i'm the mouth of michigan robin dyka and we will see you guys as always next time